Hello, everybody, and welcome to our show. I'm Cyrus, and I'm looking forward to drinking some wine with you this evening. And I'm Brittany, and I am having a wonderful day so far. How about you, Cyrus? Yeah, it's been awesome. Beautiful out. Yep, and we got to spend most of it outside, so that was really nice. Yeah, my legs are killing me. (laughs) Um, Well, Brittany, we're doing something a little different this week. What? No. We're going to be reviewing wines made by a company based right here in Portland, Maine. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the twist is these are rhubarb wines, so it's going to be something a little different. Um, we have two bottles here by eighteen twenty wines, uh, which are uh, which is a company based here in Portland, and they are made by fermenting fruit that's grown right here in Maine. It's all Maine grown, and uh, the fruit just isn't a grape in this case. Yeah. So um, we kind of know the owner. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> um, so. We, uh, hashtag not sponsored, etc. We are pretty excited to try these. They look like normal bottles of wine. You know, you wouldn't be able to tell it except for the little rhubarb label at the bottom. So our first bottle here is a wine called Victoria. And it comes in at 11.5% alcohol. And it's kind of, I guess I would say it's the flagship wine or it's the, the, I don't know, the the one that the company kind of uh, totes as the the rhubarb wine, right? A lot of the other ones are like rhubarb and blueberry is one we're going to try, or they have a rhubarb and strawberry with a, lo- a couple other fruits mixed in. But this one is rhubarb wine. Just rhubarb. So Plain and simple. Yeah, it should be good to, to try that out. And according to their website, it, they named it Victoria because the variety of rhubarb is called Victoria, which was pretty interesting to me. I guess I didn't realize that rhubarb had a name. Had varieties. Yeah. But like a like a sweet lady in the market. That's he, Victoria. Yeah, I guess it was named after the queen when the oh. settlers brought it over here way back when. Very sweet lady. Yep. Um and there are a, turns out a whole bunch of different varieties of rhubarb after having looked it up. There's many, there turns out there's many. So I guess this is the one that they decided was best for for cultivation and, and fermenting or the one that they chose to put in this bottle. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool. I, when I read a little bit online, it said like you can replace your rosé with rhubarb wine. Oh, cool. So I kind of have expectations that will kind of taste a little bit like that. And I mean, it looks like that. It's the it color does. of the wine is definitely rosé. If I had to. It's a light pinky color. Yeah. Maybe a tint of orange in there too. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Br- Brittany, why don't you describe the bottle for folks? Sure. So it's a nice Victorian label. <laughs> <laughs> it's It has just pictures of these leafy greens, which I'm guessing are the leaves of a rhubarb. One can imagine. Can imagine. And it's a pretty simple bottle for the most part. It has a very elegant feel to it. It's The writing's kind of like a, a rosy color, I would say. Mm-hmm. Very simple, nothing too crazy. It just says Maine rhubarb wine on it, um, eighteen twenty, and in the middle of those words is a little state of Maine. Yeah, hey. pretty cool. And on the back here, they've got a little blurb about about the wine and uh, the legal disclaimers. So, <laughs> yeah, very cool. Yeah, well, why don't we go ahead and um, tell folks a little bit about how rhubarb wine is made. So for what we found, it looks like it's very similar process as other uh, grape wines. 
it's like you harvest it, there's a maceration period, there's a fermentation period, and then you bottle it. <laughs> yeah, so just like wine. Basically. Just like wine. Um, so the sugar in rhubarb is um, also harder for the yeast to access, too. Okay. Which is interesting. That's what it, it makes it a little different that way. So sugar is added to get the yeast started in the process. But as the fruit breaks down, the sugar inside keeps the process going by itself. Okay. Yep. So very cool. Well, like I was saying, why don't we smell this wine, Brittany? <sighs> sure. Why don't we pour this wine, Brittany? <laughs> I'm pouring it. And then we'll smell it after we pour it because that's the order that things work. <laughs> okay, let's give it a shot. <laughs> it smells like a rose. <laughs> yeah, it does. Which I think is a good thing if you like rose. Yes. It smells slightly sweet. I expect it to be slightly sweet, not too sweet. Yeah, you can't really dis de determine the fruit, which I think is a good thing. They've done a very good job of making this smell like any other fermented fruit wine. Yeah, there's definitely fruits. It's It kind of smells like baked fruits. I'm not sure. What yep. do you think? Uh, yes, so, and there's like a citrusy part as well. Something, yeah, I, I think baked is a good descriptor. I, I think it's almost like lime or grapefruit is what really what's sticking out at me. Yeah, I think it's more of a grapefruit for sure. Yep. I can smell the alcohol a lot more than I thought I would too sure yeah i think that you can definitely it's there any surprises here this is is this how you expect it to smell i mean it kind of smells rhubarb -y. i okay so here's the thing i haven't tried raw rhubarb oh interesting i know what it looks like <laughs> <laughs> and i've had it in pie yep. it kind of has the consistency if it's like slightly baked in a pie it's like celery yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. But it, it definitely, if like we just had rhubarb pie the other night, it smells like rhubarb from what I can smell. And that pie is baked. So baked fruit, baked rhubarb, boom, rhubarb wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had rhubarb growing up on my parents' property. Tell me more. Uh, so uh, we would eat it occasionally or most usually would put it in applesauce because the one that we had were like pretty wild and were pretty bitter on their own. Mm. So we would, yeah, we would stew it and put it in like an applesauce. Yeah, this says, oh, it has such a sweet message that says, they hope to bring you back today's dipping rhubarb into cups of sugar at your grandparents' house. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I've never done that specifically, like dipped it in sugar, but definitely just eaten it. It's probably off the land. better in sugar uh, if you're uh, saying yes. it's oh, hundred percent. It was. It would have been so bitter. Um, I have to try it now. We have to go pick up yeah. rhubarb and dip it in sugar. You've you've driven past it a couple times so I'm, I'm up in Freeport there, so ah, we can just go and pick some. Go There's, pick some rhubarb. The bush always gets like the, you know, they have a kind of like low set of bushes there. Mm. And they get big, so we can go and steal some. Well, shoot, we know more peeps than we thought. <laughs> All right, well, why don't we get in here and taste it? Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. It tastes like rhubarb. Um, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> and it's good. It's not bitter, though. It has yep. a lot of sweet. I, I wonder how much sugar you have to put in order to cancel out the bitterness of rhubarb. 
Yeah, according to their website, they don't add too much, just a bit at the beginning huh. to get the yeast something to ferment, but uh, so the it bitterness does taste itself, quite sweet. So the bitterness itself is in the plant, and the it's like at the root of the plant, so it doesn't ferment out. Yeah, if I'm not sure sense. where the bitterness is. Uh, maybe it comes from the leaves or something, and maybe they're not the including leaves. that. That would make sense. Because I think you just do the stalks. Yep. Yeah, I think so, too. Leave the leaves out. It's good. It's not super sweet, like I said. It's very smooth, very rhubarb-y, very... It, it's reminding me of the pie that we ate a couple <laughs> nights ago. Yeah, it get, has a flash of acidity, for sure. Yes. A little bit of a mouth-puckering feel. It starts out really sweet. Uh, but it doesn't finish that way. It's pretty, the the aftertaste that lingers is a pretty dry one. Yeah, I almost taste grapefruit. Like, yeah. like the tanginess For of sure. it just reminds me of grapefruit. Yeah, that kind of, yeah, I, I think I wouldn't be able to place that to rhubarb. I would place it more to a, a citrus of some kind if someone asked me if this was a, something in the glass. And, for that, you know, for that matter, I don't think I would be able to place this rhubarb anyway in general. How, how is this not bitter? <laughs> I'm just like, my mind is not, is churning and it feels like it's not working because it's like, mm, this is delicious, sweet wine with no bitterness where there's <laughs> rhubarb, which is supposed to be bitter. And then grapefruit, which is also support, supposed to be a bitter. Which is why I don't like eating grapefruit on its own. Mm. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I think the best comparison uh, for folks out there, you can think of a, a an acidic rosé. This is this hits that spot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like sickeningly acidic though. Sickeningly acidic. What does that mean? Sickeningly acidic. So. When something is super acidic, I can just feel it in the back of my throat. Sure. And this one, I don't feel it as much. No, it's just a flash of acidity that kind of balances out that yeah. sweetness that you get at the beginning. Yeah. Well, they did a great job balancing everything. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a pretty well-rounded well rounded wine. And magically keeping out the bitter. <laughs> well, uh, let's take a short break and get our second bottle open. And when we get back, we'll talk about Bloom. Alrighty, we're back. And for our second bottle, we have a wine called Bloom, which is made with both rhubarb and blueberries. It's very blue. Yeah, it, it, it pours <laughs> it, like a blueberry juice. It looks like blueberry juice. Yeah. Uh, and supposedly the blueberries are supposed to add some of the tannins that like a red wines kind of have. So... This might be kind of the winery's equivalent of like a Pinot Noir or something like that. Interesting. And, uh, so, oh, I did mention 10% alcohol. So a little less than the other one. A little one. less, which is weird because red wine is supposed to be more. Is it? Isn't it? We had the Gewürztraminer that was alcoholic. Gewürztraminer. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. So this, the juice looks blue like blueberry juice but it did when i poured it it did have a tint of like a pinky color yeah and i think i would just call it dark a deep purple right at this point right when it's all poured out in the glass 
it stays pretty much purple right to the rim if you kind of are holding the glass a little sideways. Yeah. I got to say, I'm a little nervous about this one. Just because a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, we like got a blueberry wine, specifically just a blueberry wine. Nothing else, you know, nothing else is fermented in it. No rhubarb. So this might be different. But still, I expected to like it because I love blueberries. I didn't like it. Mm. So you're so, worried that this one will be the same. I'm worried that it will be the same. Um, just be, It's very similar in color for one, but blueberry, like the blue and the blueberry, or the purple and the blue, whatever you want to call it, is very strong that it can overpower like another color very much. Well, this is rhubarb wine. Yes. With blueberries. It's not blue, you know, it's not like fermented blueberries, right? Right. So I'm hoping the rhubarb makes it taste better because from my experience, the blueberry wine was just, it was like musky. Yeah, it was flat too. It was, it was very flat, flat and mouthfeel. musky. It was like, it wasn't interesting. There was like, no sweetness or a weird like small amount of sweetness that just taste made it taste more musky <laughs> that's like the best way i can describe it yeah well uh i'll describe the bottle here briefly for folks uh it's a blue label with a some rhubarb leaves and some blueberries on there and uh the name of the wine bloom is displayed prominently and then they have a kind of a blurb about um, these be being two of Maine's kind of heritage crops. And yeah, I think they made it originally for, for Maine's uh, 200th birthday. So Whoa, happy birthday, Maine. Yeah, so I think that's why it was made originally, and then they've kept producing it since then. So also, that kind of history there ties into the name of the company here. The 1820, uh, which is the name of the wine company, as we mentioned, is an allusion to the history of rhubarb um, in Maine, which has been, you know, was brought over with settlers a couple hundred years ago. And 1820 is one of the first times you, we kind of can find rhubarb in the historical record. So a pretty cool kind of piece of history there that they've brought forward with the company. Yeah, very cool. Uh, well, for this week's wines, as usual, we went to a local wine importer and... We would have gone to the tasting room for these wines, but uh, they weren't open today. Closed. And, uh, you know, COVID's throwing off lots of schedules. True. And so uh, we just went and uh, they've done a very good job of making sure that their wine is well distributed here in the local area. And so we were able to pick up a couple bottles pretty easily. Yeah, and uh, they were both in the $15, $20 range as usual. Yeah. I think uh, there was one other from this company that was there, right? It was a rhubarb strawberry. Yeah. The the picnic variety is what they call it. Yeah. Um, but we'd tried that one before. So we didn't want to so review it So we didn't want to review it on yeah. here. Uh, we wanted to kind of get fresh opinions, as it were. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go ahead and smell this second glass. Okay. Well, that's much more earthy than the first one, for sure. Definitely a little bit of the blueberry. I would also say some other dark fruits are what come to me first. Yeah, I smell like grassy smells. Yep. And then I do get a little bit of blueberry, like an inky blueberry smell, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think also <laughs> some of the, um, maybe this is the grassy thing you were talking about, but some 
like forest floor kind of smells. Think like moss or something like that. Yes, it's moist grass, <laughs> like like moss. Yeah, and there's also a sweet fruit coming through. I, I we should definitely say that this does smell like a wine. It's just that the first thing that hits you is that earthy component. I'm just hoping this is going to taste like a blueberry rhubarb pie. <laughs> I I would be surprised if we don't taste the blueberry given how it smells. It smells very blueberry. But uh blueberry strong. Yeah. It also doesn't smell as sweet or as alcoholic as the first one. Which it's funny. I think about blueberries and they don't have a very strong taste in my opinion. Like they're good. Mm-hmm. I like how they taste, but it's not as prominent as I feel like this juice is, you know? Yeah. Or blueberry flavored things are. <laughs> yes. Well, that's certainly true. That's flavor. Yep. Well, uh, why don't we dive in and taste this? Okay. I'm nervous. Okay. It's definitely better than the blueberry wine that I tried. I would agree. I think that something that is interesting, it kind of tastes like that blueberry pomegranate juice that I get sometimes. Sure. Yeah. There's that same kind of uh, bright acidity and that in this case comes from the rhubarb, but yes. probably comes from the pomegranate in the in the that drink that you Right. It's very similar. The blueberry is actually pretty delightful in this. It's not as earthy as I thought it would be or musky or anything like that. I was gonna say, yeah, it doesn't taste like it smells. Right. No, not at all. It doesn't taste like pie. yeah it smells much more earthy and the taste is is bright and fruity there's there's still those dark fruits coming through but there's also like we mentioned a bright acidity it shares that with the first one which you know obviously comes from the rhubarb and it does kind of remind me of tannins not a lot though like very slight i was just doing a little taste test there for the tannins and yeah, there's a little bit along the size of the tongue, but it's not to the level of a, you know, most red wines, but it's right. certainly more than let's say most white wines. So, yeah. so that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that blueberries could kind of act like that. Yeah. It's a pretty cool feature. I'd say I didn't know that either. And it's, I, I don't know which one I like better. I think I might like this one better just because it's not as sweet as the rhubarb wine. Yeah. I think I'm kind of torn as well. I think they're both quite good. Yes. I think this one is a little bit more easily drinkable. Yes. Okay. Uh, because it isn't quite so sweet. But I think the first one I might just like better in general because the taste is so much more interesting. Yes. I think that these, whenever I think of these type of wines, I think about going on a picnic, like a nice picnic. And having cheese and grapes and all these, the spread, this wonderful spread. It's the bottle that goes in the little basket with the red cloth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. Yeah, that's cute. I it's think cute. I could see that as well. I think this is just one of those type of wines that you want to go out on an adventure and like bring with you in that basket and just have a good, wonderful, mellow time outside. It's not like a, it, you know, it's not like one of those dinner wines. Yeah. And and one thing we should mention is rhubarb wine, like a lot of other fruit wines, is best served within the first few years after bottling. It's yeah. not. Uh, so it's don't not, age it. Yeah, it's not an aging wine. Don't put it in your cellar for too long. Because you want, you want to, 
you know, kind of show off the, that fruit that's in there. It's pretty good. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I am too. I think that the they've done a really good job of making sure that the wine is accessible and and drinkable for people who are used to grape wines. Yeah, I've seen these at Whole Foods That's in cool. Maine, so very easily accessible. But I I meant just like the the you know the wine in the glass is not so different from a grape wine. You know that yeah, you're, you're not so going to scare somebody off. Yeah, these are definitely good introductory, like, oh, can you guess what type of wine this <laughs> yeah, is? Yeah, and that's and the thing. I like, don't think I would ever be able to guess if I didn't know. Right. Like, the first one definitely reminds me of a rosé. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. I think that people would just be like, this is different. Like, this kind of, like, this co- this is confusing. What grape is this? I don't know what grape this is. I don't know. <laughs> And then, wow, it's rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard of that variety. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I think that we'll have to kind of keep an eye out for any new bottles as they come out. I know that yeah. um, they've been putting out um, special event bottles. Yeah. So I think there's also a way to sparkle rhubarb wine. Mm, I right? wonder if they do any of that. That would be interesting. Yeah, I... Uh, that would be that would be very interesting. I bet that you could make a pretty like nice rhubarb champagne, Ooh. especially that that first one. Celebratory, I think, would lend itself well to some kind of sparkling. Heck yeah, I'd have that at my graduation. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, um, everybody, I'd like to take a second to remind you uh, to find us on social media. We're on Twitter uh, at It's Wine Podcast. We're on Facebook slash It's Wine Podcast. We're on anchor.fm slash it's wine and we are wherever you get your podcasts. In fact, you probably found us on your favorite social media platform already. But if you want to find us on the other ones, we're there. We're on over 10 platforms now. So yeah, that took you about 25 seconds. Is that faster than normal? <laughs> no, you said I'm just going to take a second here. Oh, I see. And I was being sarcastic and it was a dumb joke. Okay, did you get it? Huh, it's <clears throat> so funny. <laughs> well, uh, everybody, thank you for hanging out with us here on another episode. Thank you, thank you. We're looking forward to drinking more wine with you. Don't speak for me, but yeah, I am excited. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) Have a good one. Au revoir. Bye-bye.